Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast. We are your hosts, Jason A. Coombs and Samantha Dawn Titsilo. Samantha, how are you? Jason, happy, happy 48th episode, by the way. Sick. This is 48? Yes, it is. Wow, we're almost at 50. That's so exciting. It's Who knew? crazy. Who knew, as Pink would say? <laughs> as a Pink song, I guess you mean. Thank you. I do. You know what? I didn't, it didn't click right away, but I have seen Pink in concert. And by in concert, I mean like on the morning series on the Today Show years ago with my mom up at 4 a.m. Was she you doing the trapeze, the trapeze stuff? Did I ever see her in concert? I feel like I did, but I think I'm dreaming. I think I just saw her at the Today Show. She was not doing the trapeze at the Today oh, Show, okay. but... Uh, Fun Shout out fact. to the Today Show concert series, yes. Oh, I love those. I was going to say, fun fact, Pink was my first ever concert <gasps> when I was in high school. Yeah, before she started doing wow. the trapeze stuff. Wow, that's right? pretty cool. Yeah, my first fair. ever concert was Aerosmith when I was seven because my mom's oh, a mega so fan. Cool. Yeah. And I will be going to their concert in two weeks at Fenway Park with Amazing. my mom. So shout out to Aerosmith that. and shout out to my mom. Yeah. That bitch cool. gets a shout out every episode. Because she listens. That's good. <laughs> so tell Guys, us about I don't Grey's Anatomy. actually call my mom a bitch. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Let's keep it moving because I blab and blab and blab. Okay, I just really wanted to quickly talk about Grey's Anatomy because I know it's old news, but I started watching from season one, episode one mm. in June, and I got so hooked. I'm now on season eight, and I just want to say shout out to Shan- Sandra O oh and Chandra Wilson. I mean, the mm-hmm. whole cast is stellar. I think, like, it came to me now because the acting is so good. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? And how have I, as a huge scandal on how to get away with murder and how to get, and Shonda Land fan, like, how have I not watched Grey's all these years? Mm-hmm. So I'm obsessed and I'm binging it and I love it. But I did want to say something because in our episode that's we're going to play for you guys shortly with Julia Murney, queen, icon, Broadway star, we talk about people being confused about musicals like hey that didn't seem (laughs) real like no shit people don't break out into song in real life i just watched this episode of grays where it's a full musical okay yeah like season seven i believe oh you know what i'm talking about i stopped watching it before then but i do remember that there was a musical episode the musical episode (laughs) i don't want to ever talk negatively about gray's anatomy or about art 
The musical episode really shocked me. Stay with me. I don't quite know how to say. I took my breath away. I was and like, we're in full surgery and we're just singing. Um, yeah, that happened a lot out. in like the late 90s, like early 2000s. A lot of these like really random musical episodes. I don't understand why. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I just thought of, I thought about that during the episode of Julia. Were they original but I songs? No. Oh, they were like they wrote these songs. There's they were a like, if the I lay spin. here, if I just lay here, like that. If I just lay here, would you lie with me and just forget the world? This monitor is not picking up. That, that's one of them. I can't think of anything else. Oh, wow. Thank you so, for my vocals. There's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer musical that's actually really fantastic um, because it actually serves the plot and, like, the world of Buffy. And it's, like, one of the most, like, critically acclaimed episodes of television, like, ever. It's, uh, oh, wow. really great. it's called Once More We're Feeling. Shout out to Buffy. Oh, wow. Buffy fans are out there. But, yeah, all these other shows, like, did that. And it's so weird. Um, <laughs> it took me out. I, I was laughing. It was like such a dramatic episode. Like, I don't want to spoil it in case anyone's going to pick up, just like I did. One of the main characters is hurt badly, and it's like yeah. very scary. And I was like, what is happening? I was like so upset. And then they start breaking into full song, and I was, the was vocals are incredible. Shay Diaz yeah, was singing. singing. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Sarah Ramirez, like, was belting for her life. But I was laughing because I was like, this is not in Gray's. This is not Graceland, guys. Graceland. Graceland. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's all. That's my well, rant. That's my spiel for today. Well, I just want to say, because also in the episode that everyone's going to listen to, uh, Julia talked about, or you and Julia were talking about, like, when, when people were like, oh, you're an actor? Like, what have I seen you in? And I recently was speaking at my old high school uh, to these, like, 11th graders about like being an actor so i came in and they were like the lady the, oh my old teacher introduced me i was gonna say the lady my old teacher introduced me she's like oh just jason he's originally he went to high school here and, and he's an actor and he's working on this and then they were like wait are you in hamilton <laughs> are you in hamilton are you in hamilton and i was like i was like no i'm not in hamilton <laughs> but i you should have said but that i am, I am on, on broadway walk I am on broadway. Broadway. yeah it was before we had that joke so I didn't get to say that, but oh, it was so funny that like three kids they were just like all excited about Hamilton. And then they were like, are you in Hamilton? Are you in Hamilton? You should have just said, yeah, you should have just said, yes, I'm an understudy. And I'm never I on stage. I should have just said that. I should have been like, I am, the, I am, yes, George Washington in Hamilton. You're like, I am <laughs> Alexander Hamilton and I am not throwing away my shop. Thank you. Yeah. You're like, I was in Hamilton at the church. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was funny, Samantha. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes I really land. Sometimes I really can be on, and sometimes I can't. But I guess I was that in Hamilton was at whatever church that was. That's really funny. I'm gonna say I have that no next idea. time. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was at that um, church production. Yeah, you didn't hear about didn't it? Hear I about got sued. But <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just back and just doing my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Julia because yes, her. I'm like we a stand. I'm going to see this show. I'm like. I she sold me on it, y'all. I literally during an episode, I was like, I want to buy a ticket right now. Yeah. Um, so everyone, we're really like trying. The show is called Between the Lines at mm -hmm. Second Stage. It's only running until September 11th. So right. you'll hear her talk a lot about it 
it's 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 an incredible show and 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 it's a shorter run so you guys have this is coming out on september 1st is that real yeah how is it september anyway bro crazy i didn't mean to just scream about that but that shocked me so you'll have 11 days 10 days to go run and see this show you guys and uh yeah You'll have to listen to the whole episode. She'll tell you where to get your discounts. And maybe you'll be sitting next to me because I'm going to go see it. <laughs> yes, I'm anyway. going to try, but um, I'll be at an Aerosmith concert, Most as likely, I just said. Right? So so I don't know how yeah. likely. But yeah. So Julia Murney, by the way, all of you people listening probably know who she is. She's a Broadway icon, superstar, incredible talent. And also, after we spoke to her, an incredible person. So I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. But just a little bit about her. Julia Murney last appeared on Broadway as Alphaba in Wicked after playing the role on national tour for which she received an Acclaim Award. Other New York credits include Lennon, The Wild Party, for which she got a Drama Desk nomination, The Vagina Monologues, Falling, Another Drama Desk nomination, A Class Act, The Landing, Saved, Crimes of the Heart, Queen of the Mist, and Time and Again, a Lucille Lortel nomination she received for that. (laughs) Thank you. It's Sunday. (laughs) In concert, she has performed solo shows nationally as well as in NYC at 54 Below, Birdland, Joe's Pub, and Ars Nova. Her symphony appearances have ranged from Carnegie Hall to the Kennedy Center and more. Among her TV credits are Madam Secretary, 30 Rock, Six in the City, Elementary, Brothers and Sisters. I love that show. All Below and mm. Orders and about a gazillion voiceovers. A Syracuse University graduate, her recordings include the original cast albums of The Wild Party and A Class Act, the Grammy-nominated Actors Fund Benefit of Hair, and her first solo album, I'm Not Waiting, which is available on iTunes Check her out on Twitter at Julia Murney or Instagram at Peppa Mama. And by the way, we got to see her dog, Pepper. Oh, yeah. Pepper Mama was taken, as she'll tell you. This Mm -hmm. dog is so cute, you guys. So if you're only listening to the audio, please head over to Broadway World and look at the video (laughs) so you can see this dog. She's so cute. And also, before we jump into the episode, my dream is for someone to talk about me one day and say she was on all of the Law & Orders. That was so Broadway. That was so Hollywood, right? So Hollywood. <laughs> so Hollywood. Be you, Samantha. You're going to be on all of them. You're going to be with um, Allison Psycho, and you're going to be with... Um, Shout out. There. You're going to be on there. I believe it. I'm saying all the good you do. Anyway, back to Julia. It's a good episode. I love you. I love you. I love Julia. Yes. Her I love friend. Julia. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy. Enjoy the episode, you guys. We're so happy you're on the show with us, Julia. Thank you for making time. Happy to be here. For sure. Overcast Sunday. Yes. It's cooler out. It's very nice. Oh, thank God. We need it. Yeah. It was very nice. When I walked here this morning, I was very pleasant. I was like, oh, oh, okay, Sunday. (laughs) Okay, Sunday. We're here for it. We're here for it. (laughs) Wait, I just Um, need to show you. I know this is appropriate of nothing, but I mean... Look at yes, that's Peppa who's we're watching. Oh yes, she's so star, and she's such a good girl. She's actually the star of the show, you guys. For those of you just listening, this is the cutest dog ever. (laughs) I cannot, I can, I cannot, and I will not. Second Uh, part of the show is we have the interview with the dog. So buckle up, everyone. It's going to be great time. I'm distracting you. (laughs) It's, It's your podcast now. I promise. 
No, no. It's your podcast today, girl. <laughs> you're you're the star always. Oh, anyway, <laughs> our podcast is Survival Jobs, and this podcast was born out of inspiration, right? Trying to find the the inspiration for artists of all kinds to keep going, no matter what your survival job may be or where you are in your career. So we're so fortunate to have you. And that leads into my first question. Do you have like a favorite survival job that has impacted your career so far? Um, I mean, I've been very, very l lucky and privileged to, oh, all right, sorry, to rub a belly <laughs> whenever the belly requests it. Yes. Um, I, I, I have, so, I want to make sure I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. Uh, I have not ever had to have a job outside of show business since I started oh. in show business. Now, let me be clear. Snaps. Well, sure, but yes, and <laughs> yes, and the privilege comes in that I am highly aware of. My, I grew up here in New York, and my parents lived in they moved when I was in college within the city and I moved back in with them for almost 10 years. Oh, wow. And I lived in this little, it was a decent sized apartment, but I didn't have a bedroom because I had younger brother, younger sister. Like they had bedrooms. I was in college. You were couch surfing. So I, well, I had, I was bequeathed a, um, a, I think once upon a time, it was like a pantry or a maid's room or something like that. It was one of those, it was off of my sister's bedroom, which once was the kitchen, that kind of thing. Oh, and you wow. could only, uh, you could walk into it and sit. There was a little love seat in the window. That's where the bed came from, from the love oh. seat. And if you wanted to walk into the room, wow. you had to pull that sucker back up. Because you fully couldn't walk without the bed out. Yeah. And I lived, and it was, so I'm not saying like, whoa, poor me, I had a love seat that I slept on. It was fine. I lived there for almost 10 years because it allowed me to save money. So that was that combined with uh, I my dad was an actor and is an actor. And um, he was a big voiceover guy. And I got into voiceovers pretty early and just at the time was very lucky to sort of start making my living doing that. So that, um, that bridged me. Yeah. So in terms of while living as a grown up person, <laughs> I mean, when I was in college, I was a waitress. I was a hostess. I was a switchboard operator, which I feel that neither of you nor any of your watchers know what it is. Wait, if you watch Mrs. Maisel though. Okay, good. Right? good. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> And it was like that. It was an oldie tiny switchboard with oh, the thingies. That's and crazy. There was a woman. What was her name? It was like, it was something like Gladys. It may not yeah. have been so <laughs> nose as Gladys, but it was something that tracks. like that. It was at a Greek shipping company called Orion and Global. And Gladys had to go and get her feet done. What did that mean? Unclear to this day. But. <laughs> She had to go get her feet, not a pedicure, like a surgery. And okay. so oh, I no. filled in for Gladys for a month while she got her surgery and, um, and, and recovered. And I had to connect 
through the boop, 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 boops, like a rhyme and global, may I help you? Like that. Um, wow. But I would, but people, it was, they were Greek. The shipping company was partially based in Greece and partially based in Atlanta. And I guess also based in New York since that's where I was doing right. And sometimes like one of the senior, I think their last name was Papadopoulos of the, of the company, it's but it was nice. like, it was like George Papadop. It was Papa Senior, Papa Junior. That's what everyone was called, like like that. But sometimes one of them would call from Greece, and I was supposed to connect them to Atlanta. Oh my god! That wasn't always successful on my part. Where yeah. did you connect them to? I don't. I think I just disconnected them. <laughs> <laughs> and and Gladys was, you know, like. I don't know, in her 60s or something. And she'd been there forever. So she's like, boop, 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 boop. and then this moron came in. And yeah. Like people are waiting like 20 minutes to get connected. Sorry. of the world. The last two episodes, including yours, uh, we set some survival job records. We've never had a switchboard operator survival job. I know. Job, so That's so crazy. You're first. I love it. Last we week could... we had a maid. Now we have a switchboard <laughs> operator. What's a maid? Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, was she a great... good maid? <laughs> I mean, I was not a very good switchboard operator. That's why I ask. I just wonder, like, um, if she... I don't, you know, it was unclear if she was a good maid. <laughs> I have friends who... She's prideful in it. Would, ...would be good maid. I mean, have said, they were like, I'd be an excellent maid. Because, yeah. you know, there are some people who are very fastidious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So switchboard operator is like such a fierce survival job to share. Thank you. You know, <laughs> I feel I feel like when we have guests on, we always forget to talk about like like coaching and 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 like teaching is is a survival job survival as well. Job, do you, yeah. do, you do any like coachings or classes or can you I, tell us a little bit about that? I do do that. I don't do it um like I don't have a studio or, you know, a a an ongoing class or anything like that. Um, I do do private um, audition prep, that kind of stuff. Uh, by audition prep, I mean like literally. Pre- I don't like. I'm not like try all of these songs. I don't yeah, know yeah. Like, songs. <laughs> I, I, I'm not good with the catalog, but I'm good with the. Let's figure out why you're singing this and how, and and we can work on just you singing the song or you bringing that song into an audition and trying to, which is a different skill entirely than right for sure than doing a song because sadly you have to be good at the audition part sadly Uh, (laughs) and so and i and i love doing master classes like sometimes i've gone to universities or different communities and done master classes which are really fun but i also feel like at some point i when i was just out of school um oh Sorry, is someone. Uh, do you, hello. <laughs> what, what is it I can do for you? <laughs> She's like, um, mom, stop talking to these strangers what and pay attention to me. me. Oh, Pepper's oh. Like, Pepper's oh, like, I need okay. the attention. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> Baby in the bosom. <laughs> world. She just um, wants some attention. Swear to God, she knows. She, I she get it. This is worth getting on camera for. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but at some point I realized or decided that I think that coaching and teaching and all of that 
is still inside a giant umbrella called working in show business. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not exact. I mean, it is, it is absolutely a survival job in that you're like, oh, I'll do that. Cause I'll take that cash. I mean, I think that makes it a survival job. Right. Sure. But, Facts. um, Facts, yep. but also it's not, okay, I'll go be a cashier at Christides. I'll take that cash. Right. Right. Again, nothing wrong with the cashier at Christides, but that's definitely outside the umbrella of the thing. And I feel like the more you can realize that very few people just make their living just, let's say, on stage. You know, the people who who are lucky enough to make their living on stage also teach or, you know, what whatever. Yeah. It's like... And you're just... (laughs) She was gonna. Oh, she's done. She's done. She's like, I made my appearance, and now I'm out. Go up to her perch. You ready? You ready? (laughs) (laughs) We're all here for. And now that's actually like a fierce spot. Like the sun is hitting. So nice. She watches the world go by, and trust during that pandy, we sat here. I call it pandy. (laughs) I'm cute when it's simply not. But simply um, not exactly. That's what she's in the frame. Um, yeah, we sat here a lot, she and I, but, uh, yeah, so. No, that, that, it does make total sense. Like it is a part of, of, of performing. And also I feel that it's not like your responsibility to teach, right. But someone of your talent and with your resume and your like whole career, like how beautiful that you will share your, your wisdom with. I love it. I, I I find it so um, satisfying. It's so satisfying when you're working with somebody and they feel like they have had a, a, an aha breakthrough moment. Yeah. To think that you were at all a part of that is really, really satisfying. I and where it's different from being on stage is that you never know who you may be affecting doing something on stage. And I don't think it matters if you are a green witch or the fourth monkey from the left. Like somebody might be watching that fourth monkey from the left and being like, I want to do that. I want to be that monkey. You know, like, but you may never know, you may never meet that monkey, may never meet that person who went, I want to be that. When you're teaching, the person who is affected by what you're doing is standing in front of you or zooming in front of you. And, mm-hmm. and it's there in real time. Mm-hmm. So it's a different that. kind of satisfaction that yeah, um, like that instant, like gratification from it. Yeah. It's really cool. And I, I mean, there, I had always heard this phrase called, uh, now I'm going to mess it up. Uh, th- those who, do, those who can't teach like the inference mm-hmm. being, I heard this, let's be clear, in the 80s in college when everyone was a bitch. Um, <laughs> by that, I mean the world was different. I mean, yeah. no yeah. joke, right before I got to that school, this, this got abolished right before I got there, there were fat lists. They would put lists up oh on the God. call board needed to lose weight. So trust, it was a different time. In your college? Can you imagine? Wow. Yikes. It was straight up called a fat list. I, d- to be fair, I doubt they called it a fat. I wasn't okay. there. <laughs> but 
but the story as told to me was, oh, well, we used to have fat books. So to be fair, I, they may have just called it like- A, a nutrition or, or- FYI, or I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Wow. But, um, wow. But yeah. Um, Whew. Yeah, All times have changed. But so, you know, <laughs> but the, the notion of those who can't teach, I think was like, if you couldn't make it, then you would go and teach. Yeah. Which is yeah. A bunch of, I probably can't curse, and I already said bitch. You can. Um, no, you can. You can. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's not, that, that's utterly untrue. And it's so untrue. And, and the reasons that people teach, for example, are myriad. I mean, mm. as a survival job, as a, and then we can like riff off of that as a, a joyful thing that fills yes. you up. You may yes. very well find that it fills you up more than having to hustle to then proceed to do eight shows a week and break your body in half. Correct. It's not for the week, y'all. I'm here to tell you. It is Correct. not for the week. And so, you know, just the assumption that a teacher who may have once or is sidebar also an actor is somehow not making it or not fulfilled. They're like, you don't know. You don't know their life. Step down because yeah. it's not... Are you learning from that person? Are you getting what you need? That's all you need to be worried about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I've talked about this a few times on the podcast, so sorry to the faithful listeners, but I'm a big Mariska Hargitay fan, and she says something in a speech once, like, the education of an artist never ends, and I think that goes off of, like, artists teaching artists teaching artists. Like, I've substituted therapy sessions with seeing my acting coach because it's, like, it, like, does something for me. Very That's much. like so much more than just like breaking a monologue down. And it's you know? also like, to be clear, it is tiring. It's also not for the week, the teaching, because it is a therapy. It always has been for me. And sometimes you're just like, I'm just working on that and working it through. But like easily half the time it's filled with whatever self doubt or not being able to crack a code or mm -hmm. The frustration sure. that you, 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 I don't know, audition for this show five times and they want to see you again, but why don't they just give you the role or right. whatever it is. And, and the, as the teacher, as the coach, you can't be like, great, get over that. So let's get, you know, yeah. I, mean, I think sometimes there needs to, I'm not there to be your therapist. Sure. And so I think there is a line in between. Yeah. And today's, today's young folk, feel a lot of feelings yeah <laughs> we, we we were just we were just kind of like about those for a while and which i think is both great and we can maybe modify a little that's what lisa was saying something very similar last week I, it's, it's amazing i, I think the reason I, I hate to keep saying it but it's just true the reason older folk like me sometimes react in a little bit of a what way is because it's so foreign to the way not that we were indoctrinated or many of us anyway like or like whipped into shape or anything like that uh unless you came up in ballet frankly yeah 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 <laughs> you know but um but 
you just learned this is what you do. Mm -hmm. And I do, I still believe that there are certain instances where we could buck up a little bit. We could yeah. put our big boy pants on a little bit and <laughs> yeah. just do it. Yeah. Um, just get through and then get through the show, whatever. I mean, the situations are always different, but like mm -hmm. get through the thing and then you can feel the thing. You can work that out. Mm -hmm. But there's also a very, such an interesting world now open to young actors of feeling it's a, this is not i'm about to make an equation that is not <laughs> true it is this is not an equal equation in any way got it so that being said <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing that's going on right now with the forgiveness of the student loans Wait for it. There is a, I'm going to find it. Here we go. Giraffes. But the people don't know our giraffe joke. Uh, but the, the people who are jumping up and down and going, why? I paid mine. You should have to pay yours. It, is that exactly how it works? I think, I feel like it's similar to people who've been in, a, I'm going to, I'll be dramatic and call it abusive relationships. People who live through fat lists there, we'll just put it simple. Like yes, people who yes. live through fat lists are like, well, I got through the fat lists. I worked my way through it. What mm. do you mean you can't X, Y, Z? And you don't, just because you had a hardship doesn't mean that everyone else who goes through what you're going through has to have the same hardship. Facts. But it's Facts. hard to drop. Because if you are a survivor of said hardship, you don't want your survival to be negated. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it's conscience, conscious, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> does that make sense? Yeah. That does make completely. sense. So it's it's yeah. not an equitable comparison to the school loans, but that's what just came into my head. It's, it's that yeah. kind of reaction. It's like hazing in a fraternity mm -hmm. or a sorority. Like you get hazed and have to do something horrendous and you survived and then you're an upperclassman and now you're the person in power. So now yes. I'm gonna, even though this thing was horrible, how about just don't do the horrible, why do you have to do a horrible thing to be part of a group? Yeah. On earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. You so know? True. So, and, and, and again, show business in general is not for the weak. And you got to figure out how to thicken your skin to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. But as long as I've been doing this, I have like a really thick skin, but check my time, check what time it is. Cause I might have skin like rice paper oh, no. <laughs> it, it, because it's not, you're, you never have a hold on it. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. sustain like, that toughness. Uh, yeah. You know, you keep trying to wrestle it down and it will always. Oh yeah. Because you're still like human. Yeah, you're a human, you're the product. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're the person saying, please pick me. And even though it's actually almost always not personal, believe it or not, that much I have learned, mm -hmm. it still feels personal. Yes. Of course. Like, oh, over here, you know, and you're like, mm -hmm. you're like, what about me? What about me? What's wrong with me? Right. And nothing's wrong with you. Yeah. When you've done the work and you've done everything you know you could do, then see, it upsets her. She can't. 
she's like, she can't do show business. Oh. She's like, I gotta go. Oh, stretching. <laughs> stretch though, she'd have a good stretch. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're prepared, you can't be lazy mm-hmm. and be like, why don't I get everything I want? You know, and that's... I think that's true in anything. But totally. if you're doing the work and you're, then there's, and sometimes, oh, this is a horrible thing to say, but I'm just going to say it. And sometimes that break never comes. Yeah. So that's the truth. It's, wild. A, par- it's a part of it. Extremely talented people that I know that never felt like they got to a, 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 port, a part where, the, not a, not a, I don't mean a role, but like a, a level, mm-hmm. I guess, that they wanted to be at. And, and that feeling of like, why not me? Why shouldn't it be me? You're right. It should be you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are more talented people than there are slots to put them into. Yeah. Correct. Which is Correct. why I like to say, you know, Broadway's not everything. It's yeah. great. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's neat and it's kind of magical in its ways. It's also, if you, I've been in a huge flop. I've been on, on Broadway specifically. I've been in a huge mm-hmm. flop and I've been in a huge hit. And both are difficult in different ways. Oh, wow. Yeah. Both are a job in the end. Like if you're in a long run, if you're in a wicked, you hit like three months or something or depending, whatever it is for you. Mm-hmm. But like where your body's like, I'm sorry, we're going to do this again. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm good. You know, and and it's sometimes it's your brain. You know, your oh. brain. You just need. Hence, the mental health day. Oh, for sure. It literally wasn't a thing when I was in Wicked. I mean, it's yeah. that recent, and it it, it could have. Ha- I wouldn't have called it that. You know, I wouldn't have known what to call it. I remember mm-hmm. an, an ex boyfriend of mine had been in Chorus Line, the like the very end of the original run. Oh wow. And when he went into the show, um, I, I think he said it was like two months in or something. He mm-hmm. went to stage management and he was like, I'm wondering if I can just take a personal day. I don't, I just, I feel like I'm having some anxiety or something. I don't know. And they were like, how long have you been here? And he was like, two months. They're like, yes, that's right. Because in a chorus line, oh. two months was like the breaking point because you're standing there. Yeah. The line listening to these monologues all week long mm-hmm. as opposed to i've done my monologue now i'm going to go in the wings and read a book <clears throat> right and or now go on my phone you know yeah right and instead you have to stand there you have to be present you have to give your energy to the person doing the monologue you also have to realize oh who am i playing and who how does they how to how, whatever mm-hmm. but at chorus line the stage manager just knew he was like yep take it in. go ahead He's like two months. That that that, that, that checks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it was up. Yeah. Wow. I love where that question just brought us. Thank I you. know, right? I will segue. I'm sorry. I, I no, know. we love a segue. We're not segue. Digress. I guess. No, but I mean, our I think we have a lot of like younger listeners who need to hear that. You know, like that's important information for them to hear from it's someone. Hard. It's really hard, yeah. and it's not digging a ditch in Afghanistan hard. Let's be very clear. <laughs> yeah. But it's still hard. Of course. And and I would imagine there are people who unfortunately do go and dig ditches in Afghanistan who wouldn't begin to know how to get through eight shows a week. Yeah. It's, it's different, different for everybody. Piece. 
It's a, an utterly different kind of sacrifice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're both sacrifices. That's so true. Well, let's flip it. Let's talk about Between the Lines, oh which is a new musical based on the, the best-selling New York Times novel. Can you share a little bit about it? Um, tell us about it and what you're enjoying most about the show. Um, uh, let's see. I have such a terrible elevator pitch about it. It is indeed based on a novel by Jodi Picoult and her daughter, Samantha Van Leer, mm-hmm. which they wrote, they co-wrote when Samantha was 13 years old. She just oh. went to her mom, who happened to be a New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. she had this idea and was like what if this and this happened and her mom who is an incredibly nurturing person and also an incredibly prolific author she wrote two novels during the pandy oh my god two yeah two (laughs) you know what i I didn't even get up i looked out this window and i ate that's what i did the same and that's but that's what you needed to do that's yeah. what you needed to do. But so Samantha and Jody wrote co-wrote this book. It's a young adult novel. And um, this is the musicalization of such. It's about a young girl called Delilah, whose parents have had a terrible divorce. And the father has left the family and uh, moves to a new place, hates her new high school, uh, filled with mean girls. She's a reader and she just loses herself in books. And one day she finds this random like kid's fairy tale in the library And she starts looking at it. And one day the prince in the fairy tale starts speaking to her. Oh, wow. Because she wishes, she keeps wishing she could live in the fairy tale land because she thinks it would be better than where she lives. And he wants out. I love that. Because he's like, I don't get to do anything. I I just have to do the same thing. I have to be in love with this princess. I don't even like her. (laughs) it's It's like that. And it's, so it's about, it's really about, I think the whole, you know, hold whatever that word is, slogan, I guess, of the show mm-hmm. is at one point someone says, I'm going to get it wrong. Um, uh, write the story you want if it's not the story you're in. Oh, facts. I and and it, that's what it's about. It's about like so, someone, I mean, obviously she's talking to a fairy tale character. The, the musical is requiring you to take a leap of faith in terms of just... Also, people are just singing for no reason. So you're already <laughs> I love when people go to musicals and they're like, that didn't seem real. I'm like, well, um, I'm going to just stop that. Stop it. Uh, like, uh, have you ever been to a musical before? It's Thanks. already not real. And it's a play because they're actors on a stage. Thank you. Um, but so, yeah, it's... Uh, that's what it's about. It's about like sort of finding your own agency and, oh, yes. and, and knowing that this too shall pass mm-hmm. and that you, you can, it, it, you can figure it out. Yeah. And, and there's, there's a, uh, like a flip-flop basically between the real world and the fairy tale mm-hmm. world. So everybody except for Ariel who plays Delilah um, is double cast. Yeah. So mom. And then in the fairy tale, I'm the queen. Queen Maureen, right? Queen Maureen herself. Oh, yeah. Um, which is really fun because the mom is going through it. The mom wears baggy cardigans and she has bangs. And, her <laughs> and she has bangs. 
Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know if any of you, either of you or any of you out there have seen uh, 13 on Netflix, the of the musical, the film. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend go see it um, or go watch it. Also, so I went to the premiere screening of it and it's about a kid and a single mom who's been like devastated by the father and they have to move somewhere new and the kid hates the new school at the beginning and all this stuff. Deborah Messing plays the mom. She oh. comes on screen for the first time. No joke. She's wearing my wig. <laughs> in the show. I was like, oh, this is what devastated single mothers do. Do they sit in the corner they with, get bangs. with scissors <laughs> and just like a bourbon and they're like, <laughs> and I oh laughed God. so hard. I could not believe that we have the exact same hair. Oh my God, that's so funny. Sort of slot of mom. Slot. Yeah. Wait, are you, on, are you on TikTok? I feel like that'll be a really funny like TikTok thing to do. Like, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do on TikTok? I, look, I, I, I look at TikTok when people repost them onto Instagram. Oh, yes. Same. I, I enjoy them, but let me be crystal. I barely <laughs> get out of the house with Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. The thing I have sort of really leaned off of is Twitter. Mm. I go on it, but I scroll about this far and then I'm like, toxic. Nope. Toxic. And, and it's like such a commitment to like keep up and. Yeah, it, it's, it's too much. Time. The only thing I do with any regularity now on, on Twitter is if I go on and if some charming politician. <laughs> has Ooh. has tweeted something moronic and hypocritical mm -hmm. what i do is i just hit reply and i just write girl d-u-r-l <laughs> <laughs> i spell it with a u d-u-r-l d-u-r-l <laughs> period send julia so much better than times when i want to be like you are a threat to but and i'm like what do, you think you're, what do you think you're doing? Who do you think you're learning? Writing girl, period, makes me feel just as satisfied. I'm going to adapt I, mean, I invite anyone. <laughs> try it. I'd be writing your trash. Else, if they happen to look. Like if that, I'll get political. Fine. Can I? I what? Yes. What difference? Like Literal. if that idiot Jim Jones happens to look and see my girl. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> keep, wondering. keep wondering as long as keep i take a moment out of your your time i'm happy oh, um, to make him question what what's going on in his life and he, <laughs> can, he can you know see if he has any devastated single moms with bangs and it's while the mom is going through it and mm -hmm. has like ballads and is trying to get her daughter to engage with her and she's not engaging with her daughter either they're just like in a you know they're doing this oh, um no. the queen is a drunk idiot <laughs> i get to fully swap over which is nice. i love that I, what's that process like for you as an actor like did you i know it's probably a stupid question but did you like no stupid question like did you do all the work for one character first and then the other character or were you like dabbling in both like no, I, don't know. I think we just did it as we went along yeah. It's uh, so it's not the way it's written. There, 
there is no correlation between the mom and the queen, with the exception of the fact that they're both the you know, sort of main women in the stories, the, the main uh, matriarch in the stories. Yeah. Um, so there was a moment where I was trying to find things, like physical things that the queen did, does, did, whatever, that the mom also does. Mm -hmm. But it's not written that, they're not written to mirror one another. Mm -hmm. And I realized quickly, oh, it actually doesn't serve. There's nothing, there's nothing to that. Um, gotcha, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and the fairy tale stuff, the, the, the real world, if you will, is the, is the stuff that's like of heart and learning. Yeah. The fairy tale stuff is a lot of just whimsy and fun. And like, there's a moment in act two and every time we get to it, there's a, um, there's a great number uh, with three mermaids who uh -oh. sing their faces off at, spoiler alert, at Delilah, who has at this point fallen into the fairy tale. Oh, yes. Um, Love that. And so she's with the prince and these mermaids come along to sing their faces off. <laughs> it's a very, very, uh, the audience goes nuts as well they should because the three people singing the said mermaids are worth that and then uh i have a song in the real world mm -hmm. uh to my daughter and then the next song is this adorable is back in the fairy tale is this adorable song and dance that the dog in the in the fairy tale sings to the princess in the fairy tale because he's actually in love with her and he's really a man who's been cursed in the book <gasps> And made Aww. into a dog. So he's like, I'm really oh amazing. I love you. <laughs> but it's a full dog. There's mermaids and dogs tap dancing. And in the middle, yes. here comes Zangs. <laughs> oh, she's going to come in uh, singing to you over a hospital bed. Oh. Bangs. Oh my God. But so, really, like what I represent, I'm there for the moms of the audience. Yeah. Who have brought their daughters. That's so nice. So I can't wait to see this. I have to go now. You sold me. Yeah. So in conclusion, <laughs> really, everyone really needs to go. It's a really sweet show. And mm. it's, um, I think it's filled with so much heart and the cast, the bench is so deep. Mm. Uh, all the way through. I mean, I know this has, been, this has been said a lot of late as well. It very well should be. Um, we have four understudies. Rock stars all. I mean, who have who have gone on with, I mean, one of our understudies, I do not believe there's a week she hasn't gone on. Oh, wow. And sometimes she's gone on, like when there was a COVID situation with right. the, a bit of like, oh, oh, that's going to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. Twice she's gone on mid-show. And once she went on, like the, the show was at eight o'clock and the actor called out at 7.45 because for, for, for reasons that were like, we were like, uh, uh, we were all with her. And even yeah. the other was like, I got it. I got it. It's okay. But wow. like, she's 7.45. 21? Yeah. Her name's Aubrey Madelon. Shout That's out to Aubrey. Great. And yeah, she's, she's, she's awesome. But they are all awesome. I mean, Dan, who, who understudies the dog. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing an Instagram takeover yesterday and then ended up going on last night. <laughs> oh my God, how good is that? But the, so it was all captured. Yes, it process. was all captured. And the cast itself, I mean, the, the women that Aubrey covers and that Dan covers and are just 
they're they're very dynamite human beings and talent. Amazing. Yeah. What we we have until September 11th to see yes. this. An ignominious right. date to close, but there it is. Um, yes. There's everyone. Have... Go get your tickets now. Please go get your tickets. Because... I'm about to get a ticket right after that. I'm literally so that sounds amazing. Let's go, Jason. Right? We need to. You know what it is? It's I um I am here for the theater that makes you feel like oh or like uh, on edge and and the like the musical the, the strange loops of the world where you're like what am I seeing? This is completely unlike anything <laughs> I'm seeing. I don't know how this is going to sell in Peoria, but I <laughs> am loving this. Yeah, but, and I think there, in a perfect world, there's room for all of it because this show between the lines is just something that should make I had a friend who came the other day who was going through some his mom is going through something that I didn't know about I found about out about that day after after he saw the show and he said I have to tell you I am so grateful for this show it just let me step away for two and a half hours and that's what yeah. the theater is about right it's just like and sometimes you step away for two and a half hours with something very deep and intense this show is giving you a, a cotton candy, frothy um, delight. Which a lot of people need right now. It's been a yeah. tough couple of years. It's been a tough couple no of years. Shit. And, it's, and it's been tough. I mean, you know, to be perfectly honest, it's been, it's been tough to get people in the theater mm -hmm. because one of the trends that seems to be happening is that unless you have, you know, unless you're Hugh Jackman or right. the like, yeah. Fun fact, I'm not Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> the a lot of people don't do advance purchasing anymore. Oh yeah. I think it's partially a COVID thing because things can be canceled. We had, mm -hmm. we had to our opening. We had to cancel ten shows before we opened Jeez, because please. of various COVID. Because we only had so many understudies, and if the right, right. people were out, then we couldn't do it. And um, and it's really hard. And so I think people perhaps aren't buying in advance. They're doing like day before, day of. Yeah. The problem fiscally with that as a producer is that if you have no advance, you can't, it, it, it's it's not sustainable. Right. It's yeah. not right. Sustainable. One of my survival jobs is events. Like I work in event planning and oh. event staffing. And uh -huh. we're experiencing the same thing. Like people are not planning events ahead of time. So That's they're coming right. to us a month out and they're like, Hey, I need a huge like thousand person event for 80 grand. Like <laughs> let's make it happen. Or with event staffing, they're like, Hey, I have, I need 10 servers next week. And I'm like, what? Like sure you can't do. just like blink and like do these things. So I feel like it's a, a common theme yeah. post pandy, post pandy, if you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Where, like people are just waiting to see what the heck is going to happen. Yeah, before it's a tricky thing, and it's yeah. We were supposed to open March of uh, uh, May, rather of 2020. Oh boy! Oh, we were wow. about to start rehearsals. Mm -hmm. So, um, yikes! <laughs> you know, so, uh, bless Daryl Roth for sticking with the show and for making sure it's still opened and all that. And um, I know that there were like hopes and dreams and visions of sugar plums for for this show some of which are not going to come to fruition at least at this point um we did make an album yeah yeah so that's really nice and <clears throat> as i said to 
someone uh, in in the show. They were just a, a youngin. They were just talking about like, the feelings of like shows with potential Broadway transfer on them. Yeah, when that doesn't happen, it's it's disappointing. You know, like I had a gentleman last night who's seen the show. Wait for it six times. Um, who wow. was supposed to be, and he said to me, "I gotta tell you." Every time I come and see the show, I, I look at every little thing. I try to figure out how we're going to get this to Broadway. Ah. And I would, well, if you look in your couch cushions, if you have $10 to $20 million, <laughs> that, would that, that, that would help. And, and he yeah. was talking about it. And he was so enthusiastic because he likes the show so much, which is so kind. And I yeah. finally said to him, I, you know what? I can't traffic in what could be. I can yeah. only traffic in what is. And what is, oh, wow. is we have two more weeks. And what I said to this youngin, when they were talking about that, I was like, listen, we made an album. And I'm here to tell you, I, I was in, I, if I can sound gross for a second, probably <laughs> one of the more, one of the bigger cult hits from Off-Broadway in the last 30 years. It was called The Wild Party. Mm. Oh yes, Wild Party. And that show lived <laughs> because we made the album. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't have lived. Yes. It was before YouTube was huge. It was mm -hmm. before bootlegs were prevalent. That's a whole other story. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but like them or hate them, it was before there is no clean, watchable version bootlegged of the Wild Party. There's a, a B roll that doesn't yeah. have a full show on it. Yeah. yeah, there's no clean watchable vert, and so the that show is done every year in universities mm -hmm. around every yep. yeah, and it's because of the album. Shout so, out to the album. Yeah, shows do live on, and that was also before albums kind of get made for almost everything now, mm -hmm. and they didn't back then. Mm. Um, right, it like it was 1918 with like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so we made the album and and we'll, you know, I just, every show you ever do, you either leave it or it closes. Mm. That's it. Mm -hmm. There is no other rule. Even my friend George, who did Phantom of the Opera for 26 years. Oh my gosh, George. <laughs> finally left Phantom of the Opera. Wow. There is, those are the only two options. By the way, shout out to George, 25 years. <laughs> what? Absolutely. But big shout understand out. understand that given those two options, mm -hmm. the only thing you get to take with you is the experience of having done it and the people you did it with. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I yeah. can't, I mean, I guess I could go onto my stoop right now and sing Defying Gravity, but why? <laughs> uh, who who you, wants that? Uh, a lot of people probably no, want that. I, I don't Wait, I want that. <laughs> Julie, how long were you in Wicked for? Year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, Here's tour that. between tour and Broadway. Yeah. So speaking of Wicked and Wild Party, you've had like you have so many amazing credits and have literally performed so many amazing shows. Do you have a favorite role or experience? Um, well, the Wild Party is my favorite. Yeah. Because it was my it was my big break. It was written yeah. on me for four years. Uh, I, and even the lore of it in my own world, like I, I'm, 
met Andrew Lippa, who wrote The Wild Party, mm -hmm. and Stephen Schwartz the same day at an audition for this Stephen Schwartz show that was being directed and adapted by someone I'd gone to summer camp with. <laughs> and that's the only reason I had an audition. Because I didn't have a, did I have an agent? I don't remember. <laughs> and I went to that audition and got that job and ended up working with both of those men. And that's how, and Andrew had just started writing Wild Party. And wow. so wow. I was in it from the very first reading. That's amazing. And so, I mean, that was an incredibly special experience for me. I mean, there were certainly been, playing Elphaba is incredibly satisfying. I'm as sure. Long as, you, as long as you feel well. Yeah. When you don't feel well, for me at least, it was a jump for Jesus constantly. <laughs> that was not fun. That was an anxiety inducing, like, you know, because you want to do well. Mm -hmm. because you want to serve that role you want to serve mm -hmm. the people you're on stage with and there's also this pressure of these people you uh, i was in it when it was new you know mm -hmm. i on tour we were hitting every city for the first time and they were rabid they were waiting for wicked yeah, yeah. like here it's great right you don't want to be like here sorry about it yeah 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 <laughs> you want to do your job so alphabet is one of those like uh, love it, be mad at it. Not never quite hate it, but love it, be mad at it. Um, I mean, it's such I mean, an iconic. It's, it's like one of the most iconic yeah. roles. In and I'm, what I am, without question, for in terms of Wicked, is grateful. I'm mm -hmm. I'm very grateful that I got to be a part of something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> wild. And uh, again, back when I did it, there were only five of us. And now, like any woman could walk up to me on the subway and be like. I was Alphabet. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Alphabet now. You're like, I was on the original YouTube compilation yeah. of like. Maybe <laughs> if you think about the amount of not just in the States, but there's also been England and Japan yeah. and Germany. And like, there's yeah. a lot of people who have played these parts now. But it's sort of, I call it the Green Girl Sisterhood because if that woman did come up to me on the subway, I could be like, do you need to talk about it? <laughs> you know, like because I was Alphabet. But it's that thing when very few people understand exactly what you went through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone's experience is different, obviously, but like the technical part of it. Right. And and it's useful to. I mean, I knew all the women who played the role before me, mm -hmm. and I'll say one of the best pieces of advice that I got was from one diva, Eden Espinoza, who said to me, "Oh." Practice the end of defying gravity with your feet together. And that's because you are standing on a square that is not much bigger than your feet. Oh, wow. And you're in the air. You cannot squat down. You cannot move your body to like yeah. out. And that was really helpful advice. Yes, Eden. Put your feet together and try square in the air. Put your feet together. Wait, oh, you man. have to like write a play based on that. But what would you call the the green the five the green girl sisterhood? Green girls. That's like a perfect play right there. <laughs> it's a little inside baseball, but yeah, I mean, again, I'm not sure if the ticket sales would be like that's true. That's true. Although I don't know, you were like, I'm so grateful for Wicked and your own experience. I I'm so grateful for Wicked for it coming out. I was 13, and I've seen Wicked. 25, 30 times, not even kidding. And like it fueled me as a youth. And who was your so, first like, alphabet? Idina. Yeah. Everybody knows though. 
your first alphabet is a big thing. I yeah. very much had people come to me like, you were my first. Let's be clear. Just if you were someone's first Delphaba, doesn't mean that you're their favorite. But you are, you were their first. <laughs> uh, you never forget your first, you know what no, I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, that, it's that kind of a show, though. I did once have a, a, a couple summers ago, or a few summers ago now, um, I did a concert somewhere in, like, Indiana. I don't know where I was. Somewhere not in New York. And a little girl came up to me, and she was like, you were my first Delphaba in Detroit. And I did indeed play Detroit. And I went, oh, sweetie, how old are you? <laughs> oh, she was 13 and I went it wasn't me oh impossible like yeah, she would have been a year old yeah. like and I'm an idiot because I just should have been like thank you why did oh. I ruin her day? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't mean to ruin her day you're like this doesn't line up it yeah it, it just happened I that way so, but they do, they get excited with the first alphabet. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. And it isn't, it isn't. And look, and the thing is, yes, Wicked is, if someone says, oh, you're an actor, have you done anything I, I know? I say Wicked. Because yeah. yeah. that's the one that would, you know, get the attention. But sort of like what I was saying way back about teaching and you I, I have had people come up to me with almost any show that I've done in New York, for sure. Mm -hmm. Sometimes stuff I've done like at the Muni or whatever, but like New York shows, but I mean, shows that didn't do well by some particular standard mm -hmm. and say, oh, I loved fill in the blank. Often my joke is I go, oh, you're the one. And then, <laughs> but the truth is, that who am I to say? I recently saw a show where I was kind of like the guy behind me was having the time of his life. And you know what the truth is? We're both right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're both right. 100%. I, I'm like, and he was living his best and he should be. And that person who comes up to me and says, I really loved you in fill in the blank. You're, you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, really? It, like, Who's to say what their day was and why that show hit for yeah. them? Yeah. Wick is an easy show to hit. It it, it pushes all the buttons. <laughs> yeah. Monkeys and dragon clocks and, you know, like. Dragon clocks. <laughs> yeah. And and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's so surprising when those smaller shows have, I mean, I already know Between the Lines is that kind of a show just because it's, um, within a certain set of people it's clearly i mean truly the the amount of people who have come to see the show multiple times is for such a relatively short run mm -hmm. it's wild but they keep That's coming back true. okay come on back we're yeah. we're more than happy to have you yeah. <laughs> i love that it's wild i yeah. also hate like just to 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 comment on something you said i hate when people when you're like, yes, I'm an actor. And people are like, well, have they seen you in anything? <laughs> like, maybe not, but I'm still an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it's like crazy that, uh, like the muggles, if it's, you will, of the world. I, 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 will say, it. I will say for years, I had a lot of that kind of reaction to that sort of thing. I had some actor yeah. shame that went on, feeling like I, I'm not, I do a stupid thing. You know, I'm not worthy. It's all that kind of stuff. I and 
And honestly, I, I, I kind of put that down. I will, I will tell you this. Um, I, I remember a moment where that turned for me and <clears throat> this is not to bring the room down, but on 9-11, I was here and <clears throat> some friends and I went down to the Red Cross to try to donate blood and they weren't accepting and it, that wasn't the situation, but we didn't know what to do. So we tried to do something. And before we left, they were like, oh, um, also, do, do you have any special skills? And I remember thinking, I can learn a 32 bar real fast. Like, that's not what he yeah. means. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, why aren't I a welder? Why aren't I a nurse? Why aren't I something that can be useful? Cut to, you're in town, was in previews. And my good friends from college were the producers. And I also had many friends in the show. And they were supposed to open. They had to bump it because of what had happened. And the first night they reopened Broadway, I went to see Urinetown um, just to throw support their way. And uh, that show, if you don't know that show, is very, very funny, but also okay. super dark. And everyone in the show is like filthy and mad. Yeah. And because of that, the actors, the actual, not the roles they were playing, but the actual actors, some of them were crying at some times. It was very intense to, to get back up on stage after it was, everyone was so heartbroken by what had happened. Yeah. And, but it fit with the show. And all I could think of was my friend Megan, who was down the street in the revival of 42nd Street. And she had on tap shoes. Yeah. And she like, it's Broadway. And, <laughs> And all of a sudden something clicked in me and I was like, oh, that's our special skill. Preach. That's what we do. We as actors and crew members and, and orchestra members, we allow someone to come in and either work through their shit for two and a half hours or put it outside the door for two and a half hours. Yeah. And they, and that's our special skill. Facts. And it's, and it's not just the, and it, it is the like hmm, feathering out of, yes, it's the cast, it's the crew, it's the orchestra, it's the front of house, it's the bartenders, it's the press people, it's the producer, like it keeps going. Yeah. And all that, it always makes me sad when I see that the only goal sometimes with certain people, not always, but feels like uh capitalism of course it's a business it's a business and you can't fight you can't fight it that is what it is but when it loses the heart of the thing where you're trying to just make people feel then i i think it suffers yeah thank you for coming to my ted talk uh, yeah no seriously i'm like preaching. i'm like preaching <laughs> I feel like I'm in a fog. This is this is so great. You're awesome. Thank you for being so open and sharing no. all of your wisdom. I also just realized I'm like a wash of green, aren't I? I was gonna say that earlier. I, I was just like, thank realized you so much that for coordinating with the couch. It was utterly un. I could have worn something different. Okay. No, oh, I think great. it's perfect. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I will tell yeah. you when I started doing Wicked, I didn't realize like my. <laughs> It was winter. 
my parka was green. My purse was green. I, it all had to go away. Yeah, you got yeah. rid of it? Are you sure? And people are like, oh, that's so cute. You're, you're like, no, no. I'm a human being. <laughs> or, or, or they love saying, oh, I see some green in your ear. You're like, oh, I just took a oh. <laughs> You're like, thank you so much. But you can ask any green girl. It's always in your ears. You can't get it. It's just. Yeah. That's crazy. I worked on a, a benefit with Jessica Vosk, like around the time she was Alpha Bun. She was like, I literally haven't been in the show for three days and I have green here. I washed my hair once a week. I was blonde too. So I had like a green halo. <laughs> washing my hair. We're just going to okay. screw it up tomorrow. Yeah. So if you, if you see stage door pictures of me from that time, I am almost always in a hat or, or, or a do-rag. Every time. Oh yeah, I, I still have that. like a whole collection, and then I just bring it with me from show to show for like two show days when I don't want to take out my wig prep, and mm -hmm. then I'll tie it back up. But like, I can't. It, it, it was just impossible. <laughs> well, Julia, we're almost at the end of our conversation, and we don't want to steal too much more of your time. Aww. We're gonna end up a really, really fun game, though. Okay. But before that, we just have one last question, which is yes, just any advice for anybody listening right now who like. You know, wants to be on Broadway one day, or is like, I want to be in show business. Is one good thing that you can share with them? Okay, you want more TED Talk? Here we go. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it. Um, th this is controversial, but <laughs> my it. my advice to you beyond what I've already mentioned, like, do the work, <laughs> do 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 the work. That's part of your responsibility and all that kind of stuff. Is that Broadway isn't everything. It's a lot, and like I said, it's cool, but theater has been around since the dawn of time, and there's a reason. Broadway has not, Broadway as a commercial entity, has not been around since the dawn of time. Theater, the act of uh, whatever you want to call it, like sharing a live experience, has been around, and everyone needs it. Most people... I'm one of the freaky deeks who grew up in New York City. Most people come to New York City, which means mm. their love of theater started somewhere else. Yeah. That's right. And they needed that theater. So if you feel like New York theater, for example, is not treating you the way you should be treated, <laughs> is not observing the talent that you like to bring, or if you feel like New York City is not the place to live, it's tough to live here. Yeah. Yes, it is. Because you can go anywhere and share your gift. Mm -hmm. You can live somewhere in the middle of the country or wherever and yeah. have a job in an office. And there's still going to be within, I'm going to guess, a relatively short amount of space, a community theater, a community choir, a church choir. There are places to fill your own heart with that joy and feel like you're sharing it with others. And it That's doesn't so have true. to be in the 10 block radius known as Broadway, yeah. which is not to belittle what Broadway is. Cause that, like I said, that's its own really hard job. Yeah. Right. But I think, yeah. yeah, that's so important to like, remember as artists that like, you can be an artist anywhere. I am I would like to sidebar really quick. I went to um, a SAG talk back when Tick Tick Boom came out. And Lynn Manuel shared something like in the film, these three characters, like Michael, Jonathan, Susan, 
they're all artists, but they're all on different journeys. And like, whatever one you are, it's okay. Like you can choose to go to the survival job that's maybe not considered a survival job and still be an artist. You can mm -hmm. leave New York. Susan, the real Susan is still dancing in like Oklahoma, not Oklahoma. I have no idea where she is, <laughs> but wherever she oh is, she's yeah. still fully like dancing or and you can also, write a like, mega hit, you know, it doesn't matter. You're along with that. that advice, the actual advice I guess I would give is to learn as best you can to give yourself the grace to change your mind. Or to, I don't like to call it a pivot because to me, pivoting on something means you're turning your back on something else. I like to call it a swivel. Yes. Yeah, we love a swivel. Swivel, swivel. I feel, like, yeah, I feel like you have to be like, well, I'm never acting again. Just swivel over here so you can live if that's where you are, whatever your situation is. But like, you, it's still in your, your periphery. You still got, it's okay. It's there. Facts. And... But you have to be able to give yourself the grace to do that as opposed to just comparing yourself to, I mean, part of that like thing in Tick, Tick, Boom was that like their two creative processes were not aligning. Yeah. They were both being creative, but they were not uh, copacetic. And, and if you see your friends hitting certain levels or certain benchmarks or whatever you want to call it that you want to hit and you haven't hit it comparison can be the thief of joy and you can lose your perspective really quickly and if you're not careful it, it turns ugly so fast yeah and that's when you get bitter that's when you get mad that's when you get sharp mm. don't let the world make you sharp don't let acting make you sharp the world is trying so hard to make you sharp yeah Fight it with everything you got. Give yourself the grace and know that their path is their path. Yeah. It's not your path. Yep. The Dina's path is not my path. And yet we've played the same part. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's simple. And all you can do is I was up for Wicked originally. Fun fact my friend got it. Was I sad? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was. I was totally bummed. But my philosophy, and then I'm done with my philosophies, I promise, is that when you want something really hard and you don't get it, you have 48 hours. You have 48 hours to sit in your filth, to eat all the ice cream you want, or drink all the bourbon you want, or pour the bourbon in the ice cream. I don't really care. That's legal and doesn't hurt anyone. You have 48 hours and then you have to figure out how to fold it up and put it down. And you have to put all of your support behind the person who booked it. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you booked it, you would want the support. You would need the support. Mm -hmm. And that I think is our job as, as actors. Is I love that. Remember grace and also remember somebody else got it and now it's going to be hard for them mm -hmm. it's, if you don't it's hard for you yeah it's still going to be hard for them i don't mean you have to go overboard and like send them cakes <laughs> <laughs> but you know like yeah. i was sad but you can trust i went to opening night of wicked because yes. my friends both of them were playing the leads Think that's, I'm right. Gonna miss that? that's yeah. right 
Just don't give yourself bangs in those 48 hours of Oh, my God. Do not do it. Just do Unless not give the bangs. Unless you for a yoga instructor and you and your child are moving out. In which case, that's right. get your bangs because that's the uniform. That that's is uniform. exactly the uniform. Yeah, oh, man. Bangs and a Julia, you are a queen. Thank you so much for all of your philosophies and all of your wisdom. This has been amazing. I feel like I just went to like a master class of learning. So thank you. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we do end every episode with the game. I'm actually nervous about the game now because I might, it might be wrong. I, I feel like the facts might be wrong, but it'll be fun. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> look, I'll, I'll, I'll correct you if that's a, I don't know what the game is. I'm, I'm yes. So the game is since you were the iconic alphabet and we talked a lot about wicked we're doing a little bit of Wicked trivia. Okay. It's multiple choice. Um, but you probably know more than the Google sheet or whatever article we found where we got this info. So let's see. Let's see if let's it'll see. be if it'll be uh, correct. Okay. Jason, do you want to go with the first one? Sure. Steven Schwartz got the idea for Wicked where? A, at a Halloween party in 1986. B, when he was at dinner with Joel Gray. Or C, on vacation with a friend. He was in Hawaii in 1996 with a friend. I just gave the answer away. <laughs> or D. Wait a minute. No, no. I'm going to give you my answer, which is D. When Julia found the novel in a bookstore in Norfolk, Virginia, where she was working with Stephen Schwartz and Andrew Lippa, she bought that novel, went crazy for that novel, and told everybody about it. And I swear I told him first. <laughs> There's the answer. Here it is. There Google it told is. us that the answer was C when he was on vacation yes, with his I friend. Know. And oh, I know. I know what you're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's a survival job, the bookstore. Oh, no. I was just in the bookstore. Okay. I was just like walking around. And I was like, what's this book? It's when I was doing the show on which I met Andrew and Steven. We did it in Norfolk, oh, wow. Virginia. There we go. Okay. All right. So take that Google exactly. web page. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me mess up another fantasy. Go ahead. What's okay. Like? Number two. How many pounds of dry ice are required per night to create the fog on stage? Do you need multiple choice or do you think you could do it without? No, I need multiple choice. Got it. A, 320 pounds. B, 250 pounds. C, 188 pounds. Yeah! Woo! Congratulations! Ding, ding, ding. 250 pounds of dry yes. ice each night are required to create all of that. Which also dry ice behaves differently compared depending on like if it's really humid or something. Sometimes it kind of doesn't really do it. And sometimes you're like <laughs> <laughs> trying to get through it. Yeah. Okay. I'm dead. <laughs> You're like, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. I can't see shit. <laughs> I remember sometimes Kendra, who played Glinda with me, would come up for the in the train station uh, scene, and she would have her little purse, and she'd be like, Elfie, Elfie. I batted away. I'm dead. Um, who was the first replacement of Elphaba after Idina? A on Broadway. Sh on Broadway. A Shoshana Bean. A. A. <laughs> I mean, are the other answers real people? Yes. Yeah. I know it's A though. 
Yeah, it was, yeah. It was although Eden Espinoza stepped in while Idina took a longer vacation, Shoshana was the first official replacement in the role. Eden was, uh, uh, I believe, I, I don't think I'm speaking incorrectly, uh, she was a standby for a little while. But then oh, wow. she, was in, she, it, she was in Brooklyn. She was letting the people have it in, not the borough of Brooklyn, the musical. In the musical, yes. You know, Brooklyn <laughs> was my favorite, still is one of my favorite musicals ever. I saw it so right. many times. The first time, it was Broadway and Bryant Park. I was singing at Broadway and Bryant Park and they were also singing. And it was the first time I laid eyes on Eden. Was that 2004? Sure. Something like that. Yeah, because I guess it was because I was talking to the of Psycho. I just know there was Eden. I don't know what I was. I was probably singing for like an Actors Fund benefit concert situation. And Eden sang that Once Upon a Time song. I will never be the same. Yeah. I was just like. What the hell is going on in front of me? It's just, yeah. yeah. Like, not real. Yeah. Like, what even note is that, by the way? I still don't know. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, Jason, do you want to take this one? Because then I'll do the bonus since I didn't write it in the doc like a big dangling. Oh, yeah. Our game is a mess today. I gave out the answer. Yes. Anyway. Um, how many professional? <laughs> <laughs> how many professional productions of Wicked are currently happening right now? A five, B three, or C four? Broadway tour, London. I don't know if it's happening somewhere else. I'm gonna say three. Ding, 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 correct. <laughs> North American tour, London and New York City, Broadway. <laughs> yeah. You got yep. it, yes. Yep. Okay, this is the bonus. Please finish this line. This is my favorite line in Wicked. There are no more stairs. This must be the fill in the blank. Oh, the attic? Correct. Wow. <laughs> Do you want to know why this is my favorite line? I would like to know, yes, please. Because it's like, there are no more stairs. This must be the attic. I don't know, it just always made me laugh. Why not? There are no more stairs. This must be the third floor. Yes, yeah. like, or, or like, obviously there are no, or like, thank you for telling us there are no more stairs. Like, I don't know. It just always was very yeah. silly to me. Look, in just about any show you ever see, there's that kind of exposition thing going on that yeah. I think does help some people, but people like you are like, really? Attic? Okay. And I also want to say, since it's like so many years later, when I was 13 years old, I illegally had the entire script of Wicked. Like, the, I, I had it in a binder. Wicked, How did you get it? I have no, I don't, I don't reveal my sources. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't. What I actually did you don't do remember. with it? Like, memorize the whole thing, like a psycho 13 year old who loved musical theater. So, this is why I do. Then, then I'm going to ask you Elphaba's last name Throb. Okay. Is that wrong? No, you're right. Oh um, my god, I just got so scared. Fierro's last name. Upland. No, no that's... Linda. That's uh, mm, I'm stumped. Got her. Yeah. Wait, if I think really hard, I maybe could get it. I, yeah, I, five I, seconds. I lost. What is it? I believe. Because someone's going to write in and be like, Fish, that's not <laughs> Um I believe it's Kugelar. That's right. 
T-I, I can even spell it, T-I-G-E, I can do it in sign language, L-A-A-R, the double A. And you know why I know that? It's from reading the novel, honestly. Oh, yeah. Novel, it, it, but, um, that you gave the inspiration for the whole show. That is D. not on Google. D. D. So we need to write this in. We need to make our own Wikipedia, whatever. I do, I do <laughs> like I have said this to Steven. I'm like, I know you think you found it on a boat in Hawaii. <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> he's, he's the best. He's the best. Oh, I love that. This was like, so much fun. You got a hundred on the game. Oh my gosh. A hundred plus. And Pepper. Yes, Pepper. You know what the prize is? What? That you have to come out to dinner with us when I'm in New York City next time. <laughs> That's the prize. <laughs> That's the prize. These are the prizes. But where are you? Oh, I'm in Connecticut right now. Where? Oh, don't, don't reveal. Don't reveal your location. Oh. <laughs> come and get you. For the stalkers. Um, for the Broadway world stalkers. You well, know. I'll, I'll bring it all, all around and say this. I will be available for dinner the next time you come into the city. After Between the Lines closes on September 11th, y'all, please come yes. see the show. Which everyone should go see. There are discounts on TDF and Today Dinks. We yes. will drop all of the links in the show notes so everyone can go grab the please tickets. Come. I really, I swear to God, I don't think you'll be sorry. I, no. just from your... Uh, speaking about it, I don't think anyone will be sorry. And Jason and I are going to try to get our butts yeah. there. Can you tell all of our listeners where they can find you on social media, on Instagram, and maybe the equa uh, equational, occasional girl on uh, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> uh, Twitter, I'm just at Julie Murney and occasionally girl. Uh, <laughs> and Instagram, I'm uh, Peppa Mama, but P-E-P-A-M-A-M-A, -A -A, because Pepper Mama was taken. Um, so I'm, I'm there. And, and if you are interested in coaching or any of that kind of stuff, jkmmasterclass at gmail.com. Yeah. Love that. And That's if you're tuning in for... No TikTok for me! <laughs> no TikTok! <laughs> But if, you go to the BTL, if you go to the BTL musical TikTok, um, one of our castmates is, is uh, partially responsible for running it, Jerusha. And it's very, like, that I've seen because it's it's funny to me. Yeah. Go, see, go look at it. They're cute. Go check it out. And if you're tuning in because you're a Julia fan and you don't follow us, follow us at Survival Jobs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Shoot us an email at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. On Facebook, we're Survival Jobs of Podcasts. Follow my boy Jason at Jason A. Coombs. And I am Sammy Toots. Julia, thank yeah. you so much. This was amazing. Yes. Thank you. That was fun. And I feel like we didn't talk about survival jobs very much, but. Sometimes we don't. I learned the do joke. <laughs> to end, do you want to say uh, anything about survival jobs to close the episode out? You could do whatever you want. They are honorable. They are necessary and they are nothing to feel poorly about. And if they are sucking your soul dry, that's just a survival job. Why don't you go get a different one? And Preach. we will end the episode there. Thank you guys. Thank you.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.